This is the Stupidly Small Podcast, Friday, November 21st, 2014. I'm Stu Farrell. Hello. Hello, Stu Farrell. I'm Hello, Lauren Clark. Clark. You are indeed. And you know what? My chirpy, chirpy opening there belies a terrible morning. Or, or, it, oh. it doesn't really portray the day I've had. Really? And it's only 7 o'clock in the morning. Lauren what do you Clark. mean? Oh, you know when you leave the house fighting with your other half? Um, you go, how am I going to go and do this? No, you can't leave. Isn't Should that a rule? Should we spend the rest of this in tears now? So is this an apology? No, no apology. That is the number one rule in relationships. Never apologise. Um, how have you been married for so long? Well, because you just don't apologise. <laughs> no, you, yes, you, you know do. What, you know the one thing, and this is what people don't understand, is mm. never admit you're wrong. Oh, wow. Yeah. You, this is, you're doing it all wrong. You're breaking every rule. Mm, yeah, not divorced. No, do you know what? I actually find that saying sorry is a, is the cheapest get out of free a jail free card. Well, if that's how you want to live your life, that's fine. I mean, if you want to be the one that's backing down constantly, no, not constantly. If you want to be the one that's carefully wrong. selected sorries. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's brilliant. It's <clears> it's <throat> if you play it right, it just oh. Yeah, but it's like saying I love you. You've got to keep that card in or well, that arrow but you in don't your say backpack. I love you. You, you. No, no, for specially selected things like. If I really feel like some chocolate oh, wow. and I can't be bothered getting off the couch. So I don't understand why your wife's fighting with you. You sound like an absolute I know, couch. right? <laughs> I know. And it, all it was was like this morning because I have to get, we get up early. Yeah. Uh, we are early risers. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's in our natural state. If Certainly we were, if not If we were in left mind. in, like say we're in the Clark Farrell um, forest. Yeah. And. What a scary place. <laughs> I thought, well, I was picturing the Garden of Eden actually. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> you, you can look at it sure. however you like. Yeah. And we we sort of, our rhythms mm. were just dictated by the sun. I think right. we would still find a cave to avoid the sun. There is absolutely no doubt I would be sleeping in. I, yeah. When I went to uni, uni uh, in first year, I selected my subjects on interest first and then I would, uh, then I would go to second tier uh, priority, second tier priority being... Did, did you ever have to attend a lecture or a tutorial before 10 a.m.? Mm. Uh, third tier, did it have an exam? Did the subject have an exam? And if it didn't meet all of those requirements, I didn't do the subject. So I am ignorant on whole topics that I should be informed about because mm-hmm. they had lectures that started at 9 in the morning. That's fair enough though. But you that's know? just my natural way to be. But since working in jobs where you have to get up early... Uh, it's t- it's turned me in, not into one of those obnoxious people who says mm, best part of the day, but almost like well, I can appreciate a sunrise now. Well, that's right, we can appreciate it, and that's what the blue how the blue came about this morning because oh, no, we're why? both up early. Yeah, I'm taking maybe ten minutes longer than I should to get out of bed because I'm answering emails and doing all the things that you do first thing in the morning when you're an upwardly mobile young man. <laughs> and oh, God, what? Patrick Bateman. <laughs> you are. What? Yeah, I'm not buying any of this. Yeah, continue. And I get the, oh, are you getting in the shower? I'm like, yes. I've got to go to work too, you know. And it was just those words that pushed me over the edge. Nothing nasty. No, it wasn't. That's not nasty. Nothing That's in a anger. sentence involving. And I said, why do you talk to me like this? Oh, wow. We yeah. really are getting the full. Oh, well, what's, you know. So. Why do you talk to me like this? All yeah. she said was, are you having a shower? Because I've got to go to work as well. No, I've got to go to work too, you know. And I just thought, oh, they, they were like knives Why? to the stomach. Why? Because it, it was patronising or... So was it because it... You know, it, I, I, 
Because no. it implied that you thought you were more important than she was. No, I'm well aware you're going to work. It's more, it's how people phrase stuff. It's how people talk to you. And yeah. it's how, you know, this narky, angry, um, patronising way. I've why, met your wife and, yeah. in fact, spent many a lovely evening with her recently. Mm-hmm. She is none of those things you have just described. I know that. But you must admit, it's in the, in the first 15 minutes of waking... Maybe all of your senses, all of your normal patterns aren't really aligned. Oh, Perhaps I, your your nerve endings oh, for sure. are on oh, for high sure. alert. So no anything. Doubt. I mean, uh, she could have said, "Good morning, would you sweetheart." Like, yeah, would you like a coffee? What do you mean? Right, I you know, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. This but, is as close as you're going to get to an apology. So your nerve endings were afraid, and she said, "Would you like a coffee?" And you said, "What are you talking about?" I didn't say that. That was your example. She said to me. I've got to go to work too, you know. Wow, how dare she? <clears throat> no, my point Should being, we ring her? Let's you, ring her live can't you and tell her shit? that, you know. Hey, you're on it's a- <laughs> but, but what, Couldn't you do it? Just rephrase it. The way we speak to each other in, in life mm. is very important. And my point is, if you rephrased it like, yeah, fine, I understand you might want to get up, but um, I need to grab a shower. Should I do that or you, you're going to jump in now? Yeah, but what you're doing is you're expecting a whole heap of her before she's before her nerve endings are aligned or whatever your expression <laughs> is. <laughs> so she has to be like a freaking diplomat and a lovely kind blah, 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 whereas you're allowed to lie in bed being a grumpy so-and-so because your nerve endings aren't aligned yet or whatever. I wasn't being a grumpy so-and-so. I've got a friend... Or at least I haven't seen this person for a long time, but she used to. She told me quite early on in our friendship. In the mornings, I am a shell of myself. I am like a little fetal, you know, in a, in a little fetal position in my universe. I have right. not yet kind of spread my wings and become a human. And I was like, ha ha ha, no, 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 to the point where. Just so vulnerable for the first hour, hour and a half. Well, just standing in the shower trying to g yourself up, getting going, got to face the world. That sort of thing. Jeez. That, to me, mm. would be a harder way to live your life. Oh, if, yeah. If having to, you know, face, face, like be, being a person that uh, doesn't like talking for the first 15 minutes of the day, it's a bit different to having to um, g yourself up. Into existence. Yeah. Well, anyway, I suppose that's why coffee's so massive. That's why it's really good mm. to make sure that you don't take it personally when somebody says something like, can you have a shower now, please, I love you, whatever she said that was so awful. Mm. And it's probably a good idea to, on microphone, in a podcast, say, I am deeply sorry and I adore you. I'll look at you and say it. I'm deeply sorry and I adore you. There we go. That was the scourge. He didn't. Yes, it was. Yeah. But I'm not, this, is, this is not like a request line. This is not the Broken Hearts Club. In fact, yeah. the stupidly small podcast is bucking the trend, Lauren Clark. Why? What's what, the trend? Well, we're staying 100% halal, okay? Oh, we are yeah, not going to good... back down. Yeah. We are halal till the cows come home. In yeah. fact, does that work? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know enough about it, but no. I want to stay 100%. It because d- how yeah. is it all the... the uh... Something to do with Vegemite and people backing down who aren't... Well, they're these groups, right? They're, you know, whatever they're called, Australians first or we are the best party and yeah. all this sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, white is nice. So what a, white and, is nice. But, you know, yeah. and they're, they're bullying companies uh, to take off their halal certifications, uh, claiming that the, the fees, the licensing fees paid to the organisations in Australia mm. 
that certify products is 100% halal. Mm. Uh, that certification money, which mm. has been been going for decades, yeah, uh, goes to fund terrorism now. That's the uh, the new one. So we, in the face of all that, yeah. are we going to remain a 100% halal podcast until we finish. Okay. You agree, will you agree with that? I haven't. I actually don't know enough about it. But you can know a podcast what? be a halal? We'll look into it. Good. That's right. <laughs> we'll look into it. But I do think those things become so quickly this reactionary kind of um, points of outrage, don't they? Well, it just seems to be a group think with say it's it's maybe like small minds yeah. connecting to make the size of. Maybe a normal size mine, but it takes about thirty thousand of them on social media, yeah. and then uh, that they're easily led. So they and any prejudice that you may have or any um, insecurities you may have yeah. gets focused yeah. on a halal piece of cheese or yeah, something, yeah, yeah. you know, which is ridiculous. Yeah. But anyway, there is. I've seen some people arguing that it's um, that there's an animal cruelty element to it that they object to. Uh, which I don't understand entirely, but it's the way the animal's killed. Um, they, it's interesting how they start. That starts to become a thing all of a sudden. Like it's, it's a just, justification. You know what I mean? Reason. Like when I remember this, this in relation to this is this is the most bizarrely tenuous link. Mm. But you know how um, there's a there's a kind of new movement of going back to. <laughs> you can be fascinated by this. <laughs> Non-disposable nappies for babies, right? All right. Anyway, just go with me here, oh, okay. right? Nappies. Like made of cotton, whatever. You chuck them in the wash, then, you, then they're new. You can put them on again, right? Mm. As opposed to disposable ones which go in the uh, landfill, whatever, right? There uh, is a line that is used all the time which is, well, it, it takes more water to wash them all than it takes to... Um, you know, yeah. to to it, like the 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 idea that you're doing the right thing by the environment is wrong because it takes more water to blah blah blah. Well, it turns out that's not true, and that was a thing that that was a stat that was kind of invented by a nappy company back in like the seventies or something. Mm-hmm. Not seventies, probably more recently than that. But uh, I read this whole analysis of it that just said that. But that has become this thing that people cling to. When they and so they use that as their reason, and it's a sensible like if if that were true, what that would be a very sensible thing uh, to po- point out. But it's just interesting how with the halal thing, people go, "It's an animal cruelty element." I'm sure there are lots of unless you're eating things your to own that cow up. that that you you're patting as you slowly cut its neck. Yeah. I think um, the. There's going to be animal cruelty in any sort of meat consumption or any consumption of animal. Well, there's I think an element of meat. Um, meat uh, production is one of them. Yeah, is that there is a whole uh, that there is a whole industry there. I mean, that, having uh, said that, that though, has questions raised about it, which are not nice. Yeah, I had the most beautiful steak yesterday oh for God. lunch. No, no, I really did. No, we can't. Nine plus marbling. Do you know two hundred grams of this wagyu? Once, we, once I interviewed on a radio show several hundred years ago. Well, when I say I interviewed, I was on a team of people who interviewed them, interviewed her. Uh, Stephanie Alexander, is that? Oh That's yes, right. yeah. Yes. Um, and I said one of the questions was, why are there photographs of cows all the way through your it, it, cows in fields and stuff all the way through your cookbook? 
isn't that slightly weird um, to have that? And she said, no, the reason I do that is that people go to the supermarket and they find a slab of meat on a tray and they think, there's a slab of meat on a tray, I'm just going to eat it. There is no thought about the cow that I'm stroking while I slowly kill it or whatever you described Mm -hmm. before. And she said they should think about that because they used to have to and it would mean that meat consumption would be a more considered thing. Well, I consider it with uh, garlic butter or perhaps a pepper sauce. Salt and pepper, you say. It's a good cut of meat. Hey, it's Friday. Yeah. Stupid. And, of course, that indicates the fact that we're going straight into phone calls. The last time we get to do this for a little while, we'll still do them. So always make sure you call on 03-9079-8947. Well, you can go to the website. There's oh, a, more importantly. Yeah, you could go to the website and do it through there as well. What is the website? Stupidlybig.com? Correct. Good work. Now, who have we got today? Phone calls, we've been taking them all week. We have. Next week we're going to have guests. Today we're going to go. We're going to continue, as you said, taking sort of feedback, um, you know, through through the form of phone calls and emails and whatever. Mm -hmm. So do feel free to uh, continue uh, to submit them to us. This is a this is a phone call, and then we're going to go to an email, Stu Farrell, because we are so cutting edge. (laughs) Tech savvy. I know. Hang on. Who's this? Hello. This is a message uh, from Anthony from Bill Morris. Hello there, stupidly big, and greetings to you and Lauren. I must say I particularly enjoyed the digression into caravanning on your second podcast episode. <laughs> and uh, I just That's wondered, right. you know, could we have more sort of confessions from a childhood caravanner? I'm sorry, Lauren. I know I shouldn't encourage him, but keep up the good work. And uh, it's lovely to hear your voices again. Cheers. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Isn't he lovely? Confessions of a teenage caravanner. Is that it? Sounds like you. Sounds like a Mills and Boone novel. <laughs> you wish. Oh, I do. Uh, so yes. tell us. I think uh, to be, I, I do. I do appreciate the apology, Anthony. Uh, but I, I'm kind of vaguely interested in this. What you said, you still own a caravan. Well, yeah. Well, it's a pop cub camper actually, and uh, it's an off-road one because um, <coughs> when I go it? off-road, uh, I like to use cub campers. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <coughs> How off-road is it? Well, it's constantly because it doesn't get used much, but <laughs> it's, it's more like it? an under carport Where type camper. Um, it's at my sister's house. Is it really? Yes, it's under a tarp, <laughs> <laughs> which is all fascinating. But you, so you were in a caravanning family no. growing up. So we had a, a caravan on site and it didn't move and had the big aluminium annex. What, at your house? Yeah, we grew up in a caravan. No, right? no actually, no. I we had the caravan on backyard. the front lawn. What does on site mean? Hang on. Kids, we're going on holiday. Yay! <laughs> Out to the backyard. <laughs> what are you talking about? On site. It was at a caravan park, Colandina, down at Ocean Grove. Right. So what you're saying is you had this, You went to the same place every time? Uh, yeah. It's not like you took it with you and all the, to all these different places. No. Okay, fi- yeah. fine. And I don't understand. It just mean that a young Australian woman has no concept of what a, an on-site caravan at a caravan park is. No, if uh, you'd said that, I would have understood. You just said on-site. I thought, what site? Yeah, all right, Colandina. And the good thing about Colandina is, mm. as with all caravan parks, and and the caravan people out there will know, mm. they had the penny room. So you you get your 20 cent pieces because back then 20 cents would get you a game of whatever, Frogger or whatever's going around, yeah. all of the pinball. Uh, it, it had the dunnies, uh, which are always a, a source of fascination, all especially right. around peak periods. Yeah. And then, but this one especially had the... Uh, by the way, it wasn't the dunnies that were fascinating, it was the showers. I was going to say, were like there weirdo. showers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
I just I like how I'm trying not to sound like a weirdo because I'm clarifying that I was lurking in the showers, not the toilets. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just you really are coming across so well in these. You accused me of perving yesterday, but uh, did I? We did oh, distinguish yeah. between people watching and perving, and yeah, it sounds to me like you were not people watching in the shower. I wasn't perving. I was a kid in the shower. It was just amazing, you know, because because you know, well, think about it. It is interesting at home, I know. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Generally, you'd spend your own time in the shower. Yeah. You know, you, you you wouldn't be getting too nude at it from a certain age. Like yeah. it one, it, there's a period in your life when you're constantly nude, yeah, and you don't care who who sees no. it, yeah. And then that starts to disintegrate, and and, beca- and then it's when your clothing thing happens, right? Yeah. But when you go to a caravan park and you're in the shower block, yeah, it's just like a, a, a free for all. Well, it is. Everyone's just nude the whole time. Yeah, it's like oh, we're on holidays. We're not wearing clothes. Adults, kids, the works. It's just odd. But you it's know? Stra- It's also interesting. I still think it's a little bit. Um, intriguing when you see somebody else's routines and they're just a little bit like yours but they're totally not. So I remember when from going camping, not in caravans, but going camping camping. In hotel rooms. Come on, everybody on the floor, we put the tent on the, the, the... Go on, sorry, doing a cup of camping. Go on. Don't look at me in that tone of voice, quick. Okay, listen, I'm talking about actual camping. None of this roof over your head crap. I'm talking about actual camping, right? right? You're at a camping site and there is a uh, there is a shower block, right? Got it. And you see people turning up and they've got their little kit, you know, their little like – some of them have got those flip o- flap open kind mm. of um, – You know, they've got in a toiletry thing, bag thing for the toothbrush, thing for the toothpaste, exactly. comb. And, they, and, they've, and some of them are really particular and there are some particularly women who are just so – Organized. I, the blokes do it too, but I've got a couple of women in my in my mind who are just amazing at camping, and they've got like one snap lock bag that they carry around. Oh, they've got like a special towel that they stand on, and it's like this. It's like really thin towelette sort of towel. microfiber, and they stand on it so that they don't get like foot diseases from the thing or whatever. Aren't you supposed to wear thongs? Isn't that the big one? Yeah, thongs, but the. This is a different, you know. That's what I mean. You turn up and you see, and you see somebody going through their routine, and you go, "Oh, so they do that." And even just they brush their teeth differently or something. Like when you're a kid, mm. you are like you say, used to your family, and you think that that's how life works. And then you go somewhere where you see this kind of intimate, and I'm not even talking about with all the nudists that you're talking about. <laughs> you obviously spent your childhood with. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about just when you see a different way of doing the sort of exact same thing but just I totally slightly understand. differently so as a kid when i used to watch the cricket mm. i used to see all the advertising hoardings and it'd be like for hero honda i mean that's more recently but like just in india india or even new zealand right and i just used to think oh everything they don't get it they don't do it right you know or oh, uh, really? these products must be sort of crappy Really? I don't know. It was sort Isn't of weird, yeah. and and you don't realise that there is such a bigger world outside that small little bubble that you, you know, exist in. Yeah, and it's interesting how some people don't ever get past that. Oh no, that, and that's right. Yeah. And they're the people now tr- calling for you know stupidly small podcasts to get rid of their halal certification, which we're not going to have. We're not going to bow to that pressure. But the one thing, to, mm. just to finish up with Anthony's uh, question, yeah. The good thing about uh, Colandina Caravan Park down yeah. Ocean Grove is it had its own golf course. Oh. It was fantastic. But it was a golf course that was so rough as guts yeah. that they'd even let kids like us play and we could hack the, you know. Oh. And it was fine. And so that's where uh, my fantastic golf skills come from. But that's for another day. 
That's excellent. I've seen video footage of that. <laughs> oh, yes. Perhaps we should link to that on the sh- in the show notes. Uh, should we? Yeah. Thanks for your should. call, Anthony. Good to hear from you. Okay, so we've got an email here. Thank you, Anthony. We've got an email here from Joanne Chu. Hello. And uh, it says as follows, Stu Farrell. Hello, Stu and Lauren, in no particular order. I would suggest the reverse order. Joanne. I wouldn't, Joanne. I think you got uh, it right the first time. It is lovely to receive your blog updates. I've missed you guys. So what to contribute to your SSP? I like the abbreviation. Stupidly small. Oh, yes. Case. I was wondering what it was. <laughs> Question. One. Will you guys have an OB slash end of year gathering for your beloved listeners and now newly inducted subscribers to Stupidly Big? Mm. I like that she's numbered the questions because that's the only question. Okay. <laughs> I was waiting for question number two. That's all for now. Thought I'd start with just a small question, smiley face. Well, that is appropriate. That's well, very that's appropriate. very appropriate, mm. but it's a very big question. I wouldn't say that was a stupidly small question at all because the end of year party yeah. uh, for the Stupidly Small podcast is going to be one of an amazing size. Uh, what, are you talk- <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, I had a meeting. I had a lunch meeting on Wednesday because, um, as you know, when you – you're running a, a podcast. You've got to have lots of meetings. Oh, is this a startup? Can we call it a startup? Oh, what are we starting up? I don't know, but it sounds so Silicon Valley. Yeah, all right. Maybe we can get an angel investor. What's that? Uh, just someone, someone that, who's a rich, with lots of money. A rich person. Who's if you have got lots of money and you want to invest in a startup, head to stupidlybig.com and uh, we'll talk. We'll have meetings. Yeah, like the one you had on what? Wednesday. Wednesday. And then this person I was speaking with mm. uh, owns a venue here, right. here in Melbourne in right. case you're listening abroad. And hello to those that uh, have been getting in yeah, contact been, from overseas. Oh, that's been lovely. Yeah. yeah. And um, he said, why don't you do a, a party, a breakfast party? What do you mean? Like well, like an actual OB. Yeah, and a, like a live recording of the podcast. He said, we'll put a bed the, on, I'll get some cheap drinks, we'll, do, we'll get the kitchen open, do bacon and eggs. We do record sub 8am. Is he aware of this? Yeah, <laughs> but I think it could be good. But who would come, Farrell? <laughs> well. It would be us and the, the, the crowd would be... Only slightly bigger We've than... We've both got a partner. Well, I mightn't have a partner after today. No. But you've got a partner. Yeah. Um, so so it'd be one. one. And the guy's <laughs> got to open the place. So that's two. <laughs> Joanne promised, who just sent the email, she'll be but there. But she might not be able to. People have work. I don't think... I, I don't know, man. Oh, we could have a stupidly big breakfast. No, it would be stupidly small. Oh. But you can't call a party... This is the thing. You can't call your party small because you you, you're immediately going backwards. No, but, if you, but you have to call it small if you suspect nobody's going to show. Uh, yeah. You but know, because otherwise if you call it big and nobody shows, worst thing ever. That's that's what happened when I when I was a kid and when I was like 16, mm. this um, girl invited me to her party and she'd invited like the whole year level and we got there and she, she nobody was there and she like rented this space and there was all this food and, you know, the she had to pay the money because there weren't enough people who were... Oh, it was just the worst... So she had to pay people to come to the party? No, she had to oh. pay, like, because I think... Actually, when I say 16, I think she was maybe... It was maybe her 18th. Could we... Oh, hey, you've got me thinking. Go yeah. on, keep going. No, 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 no. Anyway, point is she had to pay, like, a whole lot of money because there weren't enough people there buying drinks. Yeah, what? Oh. Well, we could maybe raffle off, say, if we just did 30 seats... Right? Oh, right. So deliberately keep it small. Yeah. You have to, we'll do it in the front bar. You have to RSVP... You get breakfast. No, but you, people never RSVP unless they pay money. It's a rule. Like right. they, no, they RSVP, but then they can't come. Oh, what if we did? It's a twenty dollars deposit, and then if you take your seat, there's be twenty dollars sitting there for you. I think it's complicated. It's too complicated. And it's like we're you know, bribing it be people to come. Five bucks to get in. And where does the money go to? 
We could do it as a fundraiser. Why don't we do it as a fundraiser? We don't have any money and we've... But fundraiser frankly, for us or fundraiser for someone even worse off than us? Well, let's do that one then. Well, I All know. I was going to suggest, if we did that, if we depending on how many... It's almost like we're having a meeting on air. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're fascinated out there listening no, to no, this. No, no, no. That, you know what? The more feedback we have from people on things like this mm. and anything else, if you... Uh, are listening and you think, you know what I'd like? I'd like it if X, Y, Z. Or, you know what I don't like? I'd prefer it if the podcast came out in the afternoon or something like mm-hmm. that. I don't know why I prefer that because you got you can listen to a podcast whenever Anytime you like. You but whatever, please let us know because yeah. we're all part of the show. And that's been the point of getting voicemails and emails and stuff onto this first week of podcasts is so that everyone can contribute. All right. OB, you reckon? OB it is. We're done. Decided. Thanks for your email, Joanne. Keep them coming in. Stupidlybig.com. Stupid. All right. That's that time of the show now where we just let you know where you should be going. But before we do that, you want to thank, for one last time, our first, our inaugural sponsor. We must thank them. Do you know what? What? Unibicycles.com.au is uh, in uh, Tin Alley down mm-hmm. at Melbourne University there. And uh, you will not come across a, uh, a more uh, ridiculous um, group of people. They really are hilarious mm-hmm. and excellent. I always have a good time when I go in there. And they've really come out of the blocks early for us being a really big supporter. So if you do need any bike stuff or your bike needs to be fixed or whatever, if you go along there and you uh, mention the Stupidly Small podcast, you will, for a cash transaction, get forever? 15% off. You know what? It probably is. These guys are so awesome that I'm sure that they look after you. All right. Because they're friends of ours and we're friends of theirs. And as I just said, we are all part of this together. So, right. yeah. au, Lauren Clark. And while we're talking web business, yep. stupidlybig.com. Get onto our mailing list. Are you sending an email today? Maybe. People should really brace themselves for this email. It's going to be a cool car. <laughs> at, at Stupidly Big on Twitter and, of course, facebook.com forward slash Stupidly Big. All of those are important for you to get involved with. And you've got some iTunes uh, messages too. Well, iTunes, yeah, nerds tell us that it's really important to get on da- for people to get on down to iTunes and, and make it look a busy over there. So look if you uh, head over there, just give us a rating, click on those stars, or give us a, a review as well. And thanks to everybody who's done that so yeah. far. It's been fantastic. It's been fantastic. It's been a great first week. Lauren Clark, I can't believe mm. in this amount of time mm. that you and I, since we started talking to this point where we're actually celebrating the end of our first week, uh, it's been a minute amount of time, but a maximum amount of fun. It has. And uh, we hope you can join us next week. We're going to have guests. Oh, my God. It is going to be full on. Until then, from me, Stuart Farrell. And me, Lauren Clark. It's a fun farewell and ciao. Bye. <laughs>